Hey, everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 299 and a half. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Chico Gami. <clears throat> oh, and hi, I am Wild Spice. Hey. <laughs> oh, Wild Spice. We're, we already ran 15 minutes late, but it don't... But that gets canceled out due to the fact that I forgot to update the settings so that audio output can be heard on the show. And I'll get into that in just a bit. And I think if it was for Rageinator, I probably would not have realized that. Alright, so anywho, we are we are live tonight, week of February 21st, 2017, here on the VOG Network, live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Mark, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash VOG Network, where there is information about the VOG Network on our page and some of the podcasts that are on the VOG Network, and there is an IRC link. If you click on it, and if you have a chat client, it'll bring you directly into the chat, so come on in. Water is just fine. And if you're listening live, uh, go ahead and check in and earn some awesome VOG points. And if you're not listening live, there will be a passphrase somewhere in this episode. If you hear it, head on over to VOGNetwork.com, put the passphrase in, and earn some awesome points. So we're going to go around the room with how was your week, how was your day. We're kicking things off with Ichigo. Let's see if I get the audio set in just right. Hold on. Yeah, because I'm totally a hardcore magical girl. All right. I don't. Well, I don't know where this is from. Ari put together our background tracks for the fifth season, so you'll have to ask him. Tekken Five <laughs> Dark Death Resurrection. Okay. Yes, I love me the Tekken franchise. For those of you who do know what happened this weekend, Katsukon occurred. So the week leading up to it, obviously being a cosplayer and a panelist for this convention, I was prepping. Um, I ended up uh, doing my Armor 101 panel. For those of you who come to panels and see cosplay shenanigans, that's usually me, because I call shenanigans on all cosplay. Um, And I think it should be for everyone. But that's just my normal way of handling cosplay. Um, I had a lot of fun, um, but I know later on we will be going over what happened and the gummy bears and all the other fun stuff that may or may not have happened at Katsukon. So uh, I had a lot of fun. I debuted a few new costumes. I took a lot of photos. And it was overall a great convention for me. And we're glad you had a great time about it. Such a great time. Uh, okay. Ari, how was your weekend? How was your day? Oh, God. Well, because of the President's Day holiday, my paycheck came in on Friday afternoon. Unfortunately, that meant it all went straight to paying off the rent and my phone bill. I know that feeling all so well. So now I've got, you know, 
promptly jack shit, both in my bank account and in the fridge, but you know, my birthday is this coming Sunday, and I'm, and I'm counting on whatever, you know, birthday money I I get to, you know, help help keep me afloat with the, you know, putting gas in my car because I get sent all the way around the fucking turnpike, and it's starting to grate on me. Oh. I feel for you, man. I feel. So I can't, yeah, I can't really save up too much or enjoy myself this weekend, but honestly, I'm, I'm starting to hate this, this this time of year for me, myself anyway. Uh. Do a shot for the rest of us. Yeah, shot of Kraken. Uh. <coughs> Pardon me. So I'm just barely surviving. Gotcha. It's not fun. I believe you. I truly, truly do. So yeah, that, that that's it for me. Sorry it's not more uh, compelling or interesting. I wouldn't worry about, too much about it. It's all good, man. We've all been there and done that. So it is definitely respected. Yeah. So, things that have been up going on since since last episode. So, last Wednesday I went out. I saw that I had a nice chunk of change coming into my paycheck. So I went out and decided to upgrade the studio just a bit. Again, I apologize for the audio, and I'm getting into that in just a bit. I'm a stickler for various audio, so I end up replacing my Astro mix amp with a Sound Blaster X external card because there is a knob here, which is perfect just in case I can't hit the other knob. This one is closer so I can adjust the volume if need be, make it lower. So I went out and I got that. If you notice, the audio quality is, a, is much better than it used to be. So here's the thing. When you buy sound cards and you take external ones, if you take one out, Windows will default to the next sound card in the list. So I put the new sound card in and totally forgot to set that as the recording line because as I'm watching the meters and everything on my site push through, the output to the stream, not so much. So I have to say thanks to Rajinator for letting me know of that. So that's fixed and taken care of. And that is not changing anytime soon. So as well, and I have also mentioned this previously that there has been some leak issues in my apartment. So... Landlord finally came around to, fix, to taking care of it, and after finger-pointing back and forth, we determined it was not the floor that was leaking, but a busted pipe in the back room, which has been fixed. In doing so, at least two-thirds of my carpet is gone, because that's how much water damage there was. There is still some water damage left, so I am in the process of finding new and improved bookcases so I can get rid of the rest of that back carpet and put them up, which will probably will happen maybe next week, hopefully. I'll probably end up ordering them from Ikea and slowly but surely assemble them, which means I also got to fix the closet. Then after that, I am getting a new bed and the carpet underneath that can go away and then I could pull up the carpet underneath where... The other dresser is where the PC is, and that's it. There will be one carpet left, which will be coming out as well, which is in 
my kitchen. And believe you me, this carpet is atrocious. I, I, I can't clean it anymore. So probably over time, I'll pull the carts out and go down with the utility knife and rip that son of a bitch up. And that has been my week and day. Now, moving right along to Wild Spice, a.k.a. Panda. So, Panda, give yourself a brief introduction of who you are, how you came across this, and what, and how your last couple of weeks has been. And keep the okay. drama and the drink, keep the drama to the minimum and the drinking to the maximum. <laughs> and for right, right and for right now, we're giving you Mako Chan's theme. And for the record, Mako Chan is out sick tonight. She will be back in two weeks when, when we do episode three hundred. So yeah, light a candle for her. I Maybe said she's she's sick, not dead. <laughs> So waving a cell phone in tribute would be proper. So pouring a drink for her would be better. Okay. Yeah. Everyone take a drink. Doing a shot. <laughs> All right. So I'm yeah. Wild Spice. Oh, gosh. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm Wild Spice, and I've been cosplaying since 2003. I recently got more into the cosplay photography side of things and have been doing that since 2010 or so. So... You mainly see me doing more photography versus cosplay. I do still cosplay. I mm-hmm. used to go by the name CC Amanda way back in the day. Was that short for found... Cardcaptor? What? Was that short for Cardcaptor? It was. Okay. Because that still is one of my favorite series. So. I'll have to remember that when um, I see Cardcaptor stuff, I'll start tagging you. Go for it. <laughs> so... I came across these guys a little while ago. Like I've known Adam or known DJ Ranma since 2003, so it's uh-huh. been a very long time. <laughs> but anyway, enough about me. My day, my week, and my day have been okay. I was also at Katsukon and actually ran into Ichigogami while I was dressed as Lana from Archer. It was. Very I, uh, I I totally blame weak blindness on this one. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. But Katsukon was great. I'm excited for us to talk about that a little bit later on. But other than that, my weekend was great, except for right before this when I was having technical difficulties just trying to get onto Skype. Oh my yeah. god, it was such a challenge. <laughs> See, that's partially my fault. I should have. We should have did like a quick dry run last night or something like that. But I did have another podcast I do. So, but on the same token, getting you on here, it doesn't take much. So you know, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. But yeah, that was my week and my day, so. Alright, alright. Okay. Um, I know we started way late, and now we got everything together. I still did the pre-show, but I cut one into tracks. But, you know, we had to kind of get things going. So, as I said, Mako-chan is out sick, so she will be back for our for episode 300 on uh, March 7th, which means there, again, as a reminder, there is no show next February, uh, next Tuesday, February 28th. I will be out at, I'll be in town, but I'll be out at a concert with Mega Ran and MC Lars, and we're hanging out before that, so it's going to be good times all around. So what we're going to do at this point, we're going to go ahead and take our first break, and when we get back, we have time, we'll talk about some important anime cosplay news that kind of came through the pipe. So, okay. And I think Ichigo is going to like the track that we're going to play. So, ooh, yes. 
And remember, Amanda, at this point, just where you mute your mic so that way I don't have to hear anything and I won't lose my proverbial shit. Oh, she's already jumped the gun. Awesome. We're going to go ahead, take this break, and we will be back. Yes. 
Okay, now, during the break when we were playing uh, this opening theme, which is opening theme to Yorikuma Arashi, and for some people is also known as the lesbian bear anime. <laughs> I, I, I wish I was laughing, I wish I was joking, but I kid you not. And during the break, uh, Amanda was like, I need to see this. Amanda, my darling child, this series is directed by Ikuhara Kunihiko. He worked on Sailor Moon and his crown of proud and joy, more or less, Utena. So you have, so I think you have a pretty good idea what the hell you're getting yourself into. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tonight we are going to talk about Katsukon 2017 and. Down. So before we start, has either one did either one of you do day zero? You mean I, Thursday? Yeah, day zero. No, because it's like twenty dollars to park anywhere near the Gaylord, and I was like, "F that s, I'm a panelist, so I'm going to get through line like <laughs> in no time." And I did. Excuse so me. I did not go on Thursday, but I didn't hear much going on as far as that was concerned. Most of the time, it was just people trying to get their photo shoots before the gazebo like ate everyone. So, <laughs> <laughs> as far as that's concerned, I did not. No, like, I sort of, kind of did. You're like, excuse me, royalty coming through, panelists coming through, one side, make way, make way. No, 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 it's not like that. They were really <laughs> nice. Like, okay, so the email shenanigans that happened with panelists. No, oh, because that was I, 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 I've heard. That yeah. shit made my head hurt. Otherwise, it was really smooth. Like, when we got in, it was super smooth, but that was Friday, and Amanda's totally... Wild Spice is totally talking about Thursday. So what did you do on Thursday Yes, get into Thursday. (laughs) So Thursday, all I did was, um, well, since I was covering for you guys, I was trying to just get my press badge. I could not get my press badge on Thursday night because they closed press. Their hours for press were during sunlight hours. So by the time I got over to the convention center to get my badge, it was dark out, which uh. meant could not get press badge until the next day. Oops. That's really sucky. <laughs> yeah. So just we just walked around the hotel a little bit, just looked around. That's really about all we did. But it was still pretty packed for it being a Thursday night. And just seeing the room for the pre-reg line, oh my god, it was full of people. It's like the longest line I've ever seen. Why am well, I not surprised by that? I'm not too surprised because, I mean, okay, so I went with my husband. He was my little photog the whole weekend, but... When we went on Friday morning, um, it was it was actually really quick for me to get my badge. I was in and out within like five minutes, honestly. Um, but then I went down to visit my husband because he was standing in line because he pre-regged. And it was really long. Like the way they decided to do badges this year was so weird, at least for like the general pop. I don't know how they did press badges. Okay, well, here's, the... here's the thing about press. You go to a separate area and... You show your ID and whatever. You get a card. I mean, you get your right. badge and all that, and you go. Yep, that's it. That's all I did the next day. It's like just fa- walked up, got my badge, and went on my way. It's like fast pass, yeah. you know? Okay, so yeah, that's like basically, it was like that for both press and panelists, and I guess anyone else who got a badge that was not, like, registration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
registration, it took like maybe 40 minutes, I guess, because my husband was still waiting in line when I got out of my badge. Like we went and we got in line, like we dropped it off in line. And then I went to get my badge because I, I didn't know how long it was going to take. I didn't think like there were a ton of panelists, but I expected there to be a line and there was not. Um, and the nice thing about this year was when they had the panelist badges, they also offered it as a panelist space. So, like, later on in the weekend, I was able to go get snacks. Okay. Which was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, so went to pick up our badges. And um, it was pretty um, – it, it was weird because the way they set it up was they had the badges. You picked up your badge. And then you had to get in a separate line to pick up your programming booklet and your lanyard. Whatever happened to when you went to a con to pick up your badge, they handed you the book and your lanyard right there. Or the little yeah, bag with a book too. and all those other goodies in it, stuff yeah. like that. I'm guessing that it was one of those things that they decided it saved them time. How does that save time? I'm it sorry. It saves them time. They're that's, able to process you faster. That's like, bullshit. They don't have to... That's bullshit. While they're processing <laughs> your ID. And all that, and they're getting you your badge. There's a stack right there. You grab it, you throw it in, you go, I Here. know, I know, Ranma. I know, you big baka. But, you know, they were trying to save those few extra seconds for those crazy privileged people that decided mm. that they wanted those few extra seconds to stand in another line and get... Ugh, we're still not having nothing in the chat, apparently. What? In, but right, I'm going to keep on, talking hold anyway. Hold on, hold on. Um, I, I'm going to so, check settings. No problem. So it was it was one of those things where it was kind of weird and almost I don't know it it was just strange. It was a weird setup, at least I for agree. registration. Yeah, because when even when I peeked into the pre reg um, room where people were lined up to get their badges, because I was looking, I'm like, hey, where do I go and press? Then they directed me to where I actually needed to go. But even looking in there, I thought that was odd. That here you go, here get your badge. Now you go over here to get this. It, it was really weird. Yes, <laughs> Not used I, to that I just fixed the audio. All right, I had to set it to the default output because there is an external sound card which you heard the music from, and that was your default recording output. That ended, so as we were talking, there was nothing coming in through there. That's what happened. The main I keep forgetting to set the main mixer as your default, because even when you switch cards in and out, that shit changes. So, we're good. Thank Yay. you, guys! We appreciate you letting us know that you can hear us, because, obviously, I love to hear myself talk. Yep. <laughs> well, you're no loudmouth like Mako-chan. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna feel that later. Two ninety nine point five, okay, Dungeon Buster. Two ninety nine point five, not three hundred yet. Right, no, right. We're Next not quite there. Yet. Soon, but <laughs> soon, Ooh, as we tap our fingers together menacingly. Excellent. Excellent. I'm doing the freaking endo pose over here. But yeah, so I guess continuing Friday. Um, after we got Reg. It was basically just kind of an easier day. I mean, when I got in on Friday, it was my big costume for the weekend, which wasn't actually that big. It was from Yuri Kumaarashi, which was the OP that we were playing just a few minutes ago during our break, which I was totally losing my shit over. Okay. You lose um, your shit over various songs there, Ichigo. It was so amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so full and light and lovely and shoujo eye and just 
so moe. My spirit animal is that song. And so I was wearing that. And unfortunately, um, life is hard when you don't have thumbs. Uh. (laughs) So I had my husband handling me the whole day. And thankfully, he was gracious and super sweet and amazing. He had himself a new little DSLR. So he had a lot of fun taking photos of you guys and all that other fun stuff at the con. And I'm going basically like he takes photos. I edit. (laughs) <laughs> now what kind so, of camera is it it's he just did the nikon uh the no nokia nikon. Um, or is it nikon it might be nikon i'm ne- sorry yeah, it's i nikon. will double check i think it's nikon i don't nikon. know why <laughs> yeah team nikon nikon but yeah so he got himself he got himself a little christmas present last year of nikon um dslr and he was using a 35 millimeter lens for those of you tech heads who are really really into cameras he had his 55 millimeter with him but it was really nice to get those faded shots in the background of the 35 millimeter for the full body shots and the bust shots that he was getting um so he just had his 35 millimeter on for most of the time and so we were just going around getting shots and um, having a lot of fun taking photos. And I uh, ended up meeting up with a bunch of friends and everything like that on Friday. Friends. And then I stopped by the Artist Alley, obviously. Shout out to all my merch friends and all my artist friends who were hanging out there and basically tied down to their tables. Um, and hope you made all the sales. But then I hit up Photo Suite because I know a few of the staffers there, and they are super amazing. If you ever make it to KatsuCon, hit up the Photo Suite. They are the most amazing folks. They take the most amazing photos, and now I have a lovely set of portfolio things, so it's super awesome. Um, and the lighting was really, really awesome. Bus shot, yes, you did hear bus shot, Regenerator, because it's a shot that means that you took it from like. It's it's basically a head the chest upward bust area. It so is not a, a head shot. shot. Yes, it's a head shot. I'm sorry. I might be That's imbibing okay. a little bit, so I may be more inclined to say things like bust shot instead of head shot like I should. Um <laughs> What did you do earlier in the day on Friday, Wild Spice? Oh my goodness. So Friday, I did finally acquire my press badge. Yay. And then, yay. Um, And then I pretty much, I wandered around the con because this actually was my first KatsuCon since 2006. So I've been at KatsuCon in 11 years. So back when it was at the Big change. Big change. Yeah, I like I was really surprised at the crowd because back when I went in 2006, it was at the Omni and there were maybe 5,000 people. Now there was maybe triple that amount and I was like, yeah, "Oh my goodness." After they did after they did after I'll throw us out. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> womp womp. So, on Friday, I mostly I went around the con. I took some pictures. Um, I did go to a panel about convention horror stories which was actually really interesting and entertaining oh those are always fun yes lots of uh lots of entertaining stories it was the 13 and under rated one so those are no fun (laughs) yeah i know unfortunately Mm -hmm. um other than that that's all i really did on friday i just walked around went to some panels checked out the dealer's room and scoped out areas to do photo shoots because i did do some photo shoots on saturday that's good. Well, yeah, because you're also known as Wild Spice Photography, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
Oh, I do remember one thing we did. So on Friday night, a bunch of us actually dressed up as Team Skull, and we were wandering around like the gazebo area and <laughs> getting stopped everywhere we were going. And then we actually crashed a photo shoot at the gazebo. We just walked up behind the gazebo and started throwing up the Team Skull gang signs. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> was there a huge Team Skull uh, group wandering around? Not like at MAGFest, where there was that huge, large, oh, like, mob of teams. 100 plus, people. easily. Yes. Yeah, no, nowhere near that many. You would see, like, one or two people here or there. Like, our group, we only were, like, six people, but we, like, pre-coordinated it. That's good. There was a good representation of Team Skull, but not quite as many as, like, the escalator scene from MAGFest. <laughs> so, yeah. it was pretty awesome. I actually ended up having my panel late night on Friday. Um, like I was saying earlier, cosplay shenanigans. That's me. Um, Armor 101. And it was well attended for the room that it was in. Um, unfortunately, the way that the Gaylord is kind of built, they've got the convention center, which is across from the hotel area, which is where the nice little lovely atrium is. Um, like a small village inside of the hotel. Um, but then they have the convention center, but right before the convention center, they have this little off-shot hallway called the Potomac Rooms. And it's really, they're in a really weird place, but even though I was in a weird place, I still had at least, I want to say at least 50 to 60 to 70 people, because there were people going in and out of the room as I was doing my panel. So it's pretty well attended as far as my panel goes, because I filled up a room to overflowing to fire code violation and i've also wow. done the room to 30 or so people so i've done the room like my armor panel is one of my more popular ones i also do wig work and all that stuff but my armor panel is one of my more popular ones and it was well attended for this convention um so it was nice and it's always nice at my panels when i get a lot of feedback from you guys when you come out and you come visit me and say hello and tell me what worked for you what didn't work for you and all that stuff right right so it was really cool um but then later in the night it was just a matter of we drove in okay so i live about 45 minutes away probably about 36 miles or so from the gaylord <laughs> and so we drove in every day um we've stayed at the Gaylord before, but unfortunately we've kind of had negative experiences with roommates. Um, it's just uber expensive to stay, and it just doesn't make sense for us. It's impractical when we can just spend $18 parking at, like, the Mariner parking lot or the St. George parking lot um, versus $250 for each of us, you know, for the room. Spending $500 a weekend versus, like, $60 in a weekend. It doesn't quite equal out. So we ended up driving in every day. Um, but it was nice. Unfortunately, on Friday night, it didn't seem like there was... They had a good variation of panels. But the way that it was set up, it was like... They didn't have a lot of J-Fashion panels. And then the way that they set up panels... It, I don't know if you noticed this, Wild Spice. But it was like they had similar panels within the same hour to two hour period. I did notice that. Because when I was doing my panel on Friday night at 6.30 beforehand, because my panel was at 7.30, they had another panel about cost, like maybe uh, um, upping your level in cosplay or like cosplay supplies. 
And then not two hours after that, they had, after me, they had a cosplay on thermoplastics, Mm -hmm. which if you know armor, like Warbla, I call it Frito-Lay's light, um, is like the holy grail of armor making. And I talk about it in my armor as well as like armor 101, as well as like Pepekura and all that stuff. So it just didn't make sense the way they had it set up. But yeah, I guess they're trying to get people to attend as as much as possible because Saturday's like the masquerade and all the the ball and everything. So maybe they're trying to get the more popular panels on a time that they think they'll be well attended. But I'm not sure. Mm. Um. So I guess yeah, we went home later that night. But I don't know, Amanda, did you party into the late into the night or did you kind of tuck in? <laughs> So we did our team skull thing for a little bit and then I had to Uber back to the hotel because um, we actually, I stayed with a couple friends. We stayed at the Comfort Inn, which was about 10 minutes away. Don't stay there if you're going to MAGFest or KatsuCon. We got a room and it was only a king size bed and we had five, sorry, we had six people. So the plan was, oh, we're going to get a room with double to like two queens or two double beds and then put the air mattress on the floor. Well, my friend goes to check in and they they tell them we only have a king size bed. So four of us had to sleep in the king size bed Friday night and the one other person slept in a cot. Mm. But then he wasn't, he never showed up the rest of the weekend. Like he stayed with other people. So I ended up sleeping on the cot the rest of the weekend. And I'm like, I'm not doing this again with this well, many people in a room too old. Wait, wait, how many people? Struggle were, buddy! Wait, Damn. How, how many people were in the room again? Four people in a king bed, yes. I, I crossed the line at three. It was very uncomfortable. And it was also uncomfortable because I was sitting, I was or I was laying next to my friend. So it was me, my friend, her husband, and then their other friend on his side. So it was like two guys on one side, two girls on the other. It was, it was just weird. <laughs> I wish that on no one. I, I think it was somebody that I, I know from that went to Katsukon. They didn't know how many people were in the room when they went in. There were 10 people in the room. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck me. That's way too many people. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean when we stayed for MAGFest, because of the overbooking, you know, they up they upgraded us to Atrium, complimentary cot. cot. That wasn't bad. Because, I mean, fuck, there were people sleeping on the damn balcony. And between you and me, unless you have an electric blanket... Uh-uh, don't do that shit. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I've Okay, so I'm not gonna lie. I've done a 10-people room, an 11-people room. I'm not gonna lie. I've done that before. When I was a wee, a yeah. wee mm-hmm. cosplayer back in my days of beginning. So, um, When I was about 14 or 15. But it's not good. It's not comfortable. And you know one of the roommates is gonna end up drunk. So... Just I one. I not recommend oh. it. lucky. <laughs> um, it's it's just not very comfortable. Someone ends up sleeping in the tub, and it it just ends badly for everyone involved. So like six six at the max is like what I'm comfortable with now in my old age. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm okay. Six two, but like the room we were in, it was like the size of a closet. Like this was the smallest hotel room I've ever been in. Look. <laughs> When I started going to cons, yeah, I was okay with packing eight to ten. I needed to save money. Then you have to understand something. I'm going to say this. 
And if you don't like it, that probably means you are guilty of it. Stop packing more than six people in a room. If you have to pack more than six just to save a few dollars to get to the con, then maybe you shouldn't be going. Save that money for another convention. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Yeah. I mean, five is fun. I even kind of cut it at six, and if there's six people, I know everybody in the freaking room. That's it. Six is a nice, healthy amount. You know, you've cut the amount enough, and if there's an air mattress, two people can sleep on it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at this point, like, a lot of us older congoers who have been at this for a while, <laughs> um, you know, when you're getting those 10 to 12 people for a room, that's a little crazy, and... Mm-hmm. What the fuck is putting twelve people in a room? I don't know, but I've okay. heard of it, and it's just—it's it, it dark magic. Look, look, it's not. Yeah. I, I know. I will say this: the last time I packed a room was when we were at the Omni Shoreham. Oh God! I got a suite. <laughs> now their suite had two rooms, so yeah. I had four people in the back room, and then in the front room was a pullout couch. And I had a dining room. I think I I think I copped that for two hundred a night for three nights. So yes, I actually had eight people. There was in my a lot room. more. Yeah, but yeah. there was a lot more real yeah, estate had, in there. Exactly. I had eight people in my room, and we had enough room space to practice our our Capsicon skit as well. So we, we you know, hey. Well, I mean, not yeah. only did you have the space for the room, like two rooms, but I'm sure you also had like a fold-out couch, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what it was. Pull out yeah. and had two so people that on it. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Now, if we go in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Rageinator says four people in a king bed sounds like the beginning of a penthouse letter. Rageinator, just so you know. There's a good chunk of con-goers who hope and pray that their con experience does sound like the beginning of a fucking penthouse letter. This is very true. And there are a few con experiences that did end up happening that way, let me tell you. Yours too? (laughs) No, 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 no. I I drove from home, so I was home in my own bed, thank you. I'm not talking about this past con, I'm talking about prior conventions. You know, honestly, no. I haven't actually ever had an instance where I've been super uncomfortable with the amount of people in the room. I only did the 11 people to a room once, and it was, like, the worst experience I ever had. My sleeping bag got totally wet because I was right under the air conditioner, and it was just a very negative experience for me, so I never did that again. I was with some really great friends of mine, um, so it wasn't a horrible, horrible experience, but a wet sleeping bag, eh not the best thing it really isn't Um. but as for like hotel shenanigans yes there have been times i've gone back to my room and there has been a sock on the door and i've had to do the traditional knock which means you had two minutes to finish the fuck up oh i've never had that happen but again i think it's all about the rules that you place on the room because the rules are really what's the most important to institute like if the leader of the room says something is okay and you're not okay with it, you need to voice that. Like, that's a big mm-hmm. thing is that if you're having sexy times in that room, it's not something that I I really go for at cons. Like, it's not something – I'm sorry. I'm 
maybe I'm just not that kind of person, but I don't have sexy times at con. I'm sorry. Hotel rooms are not that hot to me, but it's because I know a lot of people in the hospitality business, and I know about dead bodies being found in hotel rooms mm. and blacklight yeah. searches. So, okay. um, that's why you thing. that's why you don't stay at a Ramada. <laughs> I mean, uh, actually, uh, I've never stayed at a bad hotel. I don't know about a Ramada. I can't remember the last time I stayed at a Ramada. But the Renaissance Inn is supposed to be pretty good if you're ever going to the area for MAGFest or for Katsukon. Um, because they have free breakfast. So, and don't hey. forget, there's a Comfort Inn did have free breakfast. That wasn't perfect. See, that's the bonus, is when you get a hotel with free breakfast, sometimes that, like, negates all the other negative stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, moving on to, like, Saturday. So, we wrapped up wait, Friday, before, went home, we, got to bed about wait, wait, 2 in the morning, oh, oh, I think. Oh, 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 time out, time out. Before we get into uh-huh. Saturday, Amanda, did you do any panels on Friday, or did we cover that? I don't remember. I did. I did cover okay, that. Okay. I only I got to the um, con horror yeah. stories panel. Yeah, because we were, and I'm yeah. the drunk one. No, you have to understand. We were talking about so much stuff. It just kind of <laughs> rolled right behind each other. Mm-hmm. Besides, the 18 plus versions of the con horror stories are much more fun anyway. Yeah, I know. I'm bummed I didn't get to that one. <laughs> I mean, there are a few things that happened over the con. Now, I don't know what nights they happened, but there were two instances of paint on the floor of the Gaylord, on the marble floor. There was one of spray paint stains, um, and then there was one of just a big blackness of paint on the marble floor. They were really quick at cleaning it up, though, and I think it was a lot less than the one punch man was here punch in the wall hole. The uh, flooding of the hotel room and the vandalism of the bathroom last year. Um, The only other things that were questionable but not really huge issues until social media made them huge issues were Mm -hmm. the gummy bears and the orgy that happened. But... I didn't hear about the orgy. I heard about all the (laughs) other stuff. I heard about bad things that happened because of the orgy. Yes. Yeah. So Just apparently, so you... if you were at the orgy, cats gone. The host apparently apologized and tell you to go check out a Planned Parenthood. Enjoy your life. Um, uh, before we continue, I didn't know we was gonna get into it right away. Just so you know, the orgy never happened. Okay. Cool. Ah. It was. Why? That's always good. I it, thought it, it was a big troll thing, look, but I wasn't sure. It, the orgy was at Magfest, and I knew that through a couple of people who went. Believe you well, me. You should still get yourself checked out because sexual health is always a thing. And also, shit like that doesn't happen because I actually had an interesting discussion with someone about this. She said orgies and stuff like that don't happen at conventions. I was like, you poor delusional child. Are you playing the theme of gummy bears? Maybe. You're a horrible person, Ranma. And you're just so realizing you this? That don't know about the gummy bears. Well, well, let me just finish this, and we'll get into the gummy bears. Okay. Orgies and stuff. This shit happens at conventions. It's always on the down low, on a need-to-know basis for those, and those who are going or even vetted by the person hosting it. So there's these issues do not happen. And believe you me, if these are going on, you will not be hearing about it on Facebook. That's it. Now we could talk. Uh, I guess we could talk about the gummy bears. So, 
Just to brief over yes. that, because it's not really a huge issue. It's just a matter of people being nosy-ass people because cons. Mm-hmm. So there was a photo shoot that included like 250 pounds of gummy bears in a hotel tub. Okay, we won't eat those because obviously they've touched a hotel tub and people in latex costumes. Okay, that's cool. Um, but then somebody blew it out of proportion because somebody went to get a cart to take the 250 pounds of gummy bears because they were in two separate like plastic tubs downstairs to, of course, because they were respectful cosplayers taking smutty photos for their fun, but they were respectful to the hotel staff. They didn't leave gummy bears in the tub. Somebody had to be an asshole and take pictures to record evidence of people being, you know, stupid. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I understand the whole, like, staff trying to be aware of questionable tubs full of, like, questionable gummy bears. But honestly, one... If they bought that many gummy bears, they're probably the sugar-free kind, which if you've ever read the reviews for the sugar-free gummy bears, y'all will have a good afternoon. <laughs> um, I had a bag mm -hmm. of sugar-free gummy bears not knowing what was in store for me. Oh, no. I'm sure you were cleared out for the rest of the week. <laughs> oh, God, I blew up like a, water, like, like a fucking balloon. Uh. Um, and then um, they did dispose of them afterwards very quickly. Yeah. It was just a matter of like 250 pounds of gummy bears is a lot to carry t through an elevator. And because they cared about their fellow cosplayers and fellow con goers, they didn't want to take it into the elevator without a cart. See, so yeah. so that's they were very nice. They were very respectful, and they just took care of them. They had their little lovely smutty photo shoot, enjoyed their little latex costume fun times, and. That's all you really need to know. Um, now, let me just say this. Now, mm -hmm. I got into the issue of... Now, I know the full story, so I'm okay with what with everything that went down. My thing is, why would you leave them? Because as the story was, they left it there pretty much for a hotel to remove. My thing is this. You had to shoot that Saturday night. Yes, you had that money gummy bears. You could have taking them down a little bit at a time to get rid of them. But now that I Actually, understand... Actually, that's what they, they were trying to do. Yeah, they, 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 say, wait, let's go yeah. get a cart. Yeah, and, they, uh, yeah, they went and got rid of it. I understand now they went and got rid of it, and I'm fine with that. So, you know. It just takes a while to move 250 pounds of gummy bears. Pretty much. Yeah, I think it was a lot of that they just didn't have enough people, I guess, handling the cleanup. And so they got them all put away in the plastic bins like they should have been. But then for the people that were carrying them downstairs, they were trying to be more practical. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately, that meant they left two plastic bins outside a hallway in an elevator area. And either a staffer, I think, was the person who got those photos that are circulating around Facebook if you really, really care about it. Um, but otherwise, it was just a matter of, you know, people blowing things out of proportion when the cosplayers were just trying to... If you really care, Haley's cosplay is part of this. You can go check out her page. She totally talks about all the stuff that went down. Um, now, one thing I can say, I'm, I'm glad that she did, because there are some cosplayers that will just dance around or just totally ignore it. If you, They owned up to it, so they have all the respect in the world from me. So Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just a matter... It's just a case of where social media took it and went rampant, you know? Um... So that's just how it ended up happening. Um, as far as Saturday for me, 
I ended up just cosplaying from Cardcaptor Sakura, and it was a lot of fun for me, but it was a little weird. How so? So, Amanda, Wild Spice, I don't know if you noticed this, but they started to do something like Otakon does now, where they do the, like, public photo gatherings as, like, an event thing? Yes. Did you have problems with that? Because I had a few. I did. So, like, I would be... I try. I was try. I had a really hard time getting some group shots at the some of the shoots because it was like pure madness. Like the Overwatch shoot, you could not move in the bottom level of the hotel at all because there were that many people around the fountain for that shoot. It was a mess. Was that the one where it was like everybody was cheering and carrying on? Because I think I could hear them in like the the first or second floor, and it was pretty crazy. Probably. Now, now <laughs> yeah. explain for the, for those at home this whole public gathering thing that Otakon now does. Okay, so if you haven't been in attendance with Otakon or a few other conventions, because I know that there have been a few that have instituted this, mm -hmm. they have started to create it as an actual event slash handled by staff thing mm -hmm. where all the photography um, public events um, if you've ever been on cosplay.com, there's like a forum for this for each convention. You have photography opportunities for each individual fandom. So it mm -hmm. could be for Undertale or for Pokemon for those who are inclined or for, you know, uh, let's Overwatch. say Overwatch or Hitalia or anything you fancy. MLP, mm -hmm. all those things. Yeah, cause... And you wanted to get a picture of just your favorite character. Well, cons have started to institute things where they have staff, um, sometimes run well, sometimes run unfortunately, mm -hmm. that handle organizing these events so that areas that are very popular in a convention, say a Katsukon Gazebo shoot, yep. um, get dispersed in a reasonable amount of time for other convention goers to enjoy the same space and occupy the same amount of time to get their lovely photos um, unfortunately, Otakon has handled it very well. They have enough staffers to handle the capacity that they have, the influx of cosplayers that they have because they've been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. However, Katsukon has the unfortunate instance that they did not have any staff handling anything except for the organization of it. And when you have a bunch of lovely cosplayers dressed in their finest wares, trying to take up the same amount of space and you don't have a staffer going, okay, your time is up, now it's time to move on. These cosplayers would like the space now. Thank you, have a great day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you have the instance that they do not vacate. And right. if they don't vacate, then you have this extent, like the, the problem of two fandoms kind of butting head to head. And that was what I kind of witnessed at Katsukon. I don't know if your experience was the same or... Like, so, what did you see? So what I did was I actually tried to avoid those areas once I caught on to that, uh, the whole scheduling of the area for the photo shoots. So I did a lot of shooting outside, actually. I went outside and did some shooting because the weather was gorgeous. Yeah, the weather was, was gorgeous. Unseasonably nice. gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't, like, there were a couple of the shoots I did walk by and I did see a staffer there. But, like, what they would do is at these shoots is... They'd have a set time. We'll say one o'clock. Well, like example, Saturday, one o'clock was the Overwatch shoot. So one o'clock was the Overwatch shoot at the Fountains. They had someone there with a megaphone. They would call the name of a character. All the people dressed as that character would line up, 
take a minute or two, and then they'd get a countdown that they were going to switch poses or switch characters, and that just went on and on for the whole period of time. So that was interesting, because I've never witnessed that before, so... See, well, it seems like when they had the chance to manage the photo shoots, they actually did a good job. Because I ended up in that in that particular administrative setting for the Bioshock photo shoot because my friend Tori Spazbot cosplay was a big sister, and then her husband was a splicer, um, and so I ended up in that situation for the Bioshock photo shoot later in the day. But yeah, if you can kind of tell. They didn't quite have enough staff, or maybe they gave their staff a break at specific times or something like that. They didn't quite have the amount of coverage, I think, to run that particular department correctly. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, that might have just been, you know, our two personal experiences. That might have just been how it was handled in our eyes. I had no idea there was any staff running it. Honestly, I went to a few photo shoots. The card capture photo shoot was more like a private photo shoot that had been advertised on a public area because it was scheduled and I went and I was in Cardcaptor. I was the cutest little Sakura Cardcaptor ever. But it was like a private photo shoot that had been misrepresented. So the gazebo was taken up by all these like lovely, lovely Cardcaptor cosplayers. Lovely. They were beautiful. And they did all these different variations of her costume. But it was like they had a private photographer. And so... I actually was near I was at the gazebo when they were shooting, actually, now that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the ones in I was in a red I was in her okay. So I was in a, this like bunny hoodie that was red and yellow. I, I call it now I call it my my Ronald McDonald no bunny outfit. But it was snow almost, episode. <laughs> it was, yeah, from the snowy card episode. Um, and it was almost like they were taking this kind of variation of different card capture costumes, but that they were specifically kind of self, I don't know, self, bu- like a bubble. Mm-hmm. And no one else could kind of go into the gazebo or join in the photo shoot because they had their private photo shoot going on. And if you're advertising it as a public photo shoot or a public gathering, to me, that doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't. Um, but yeah, so I ended up getting a few pictures in the gazebo that I'll probably post later on my page. And it was fun. But then we just went downstairs to meet up with my friends and do the Bioshock photo shoot. Like, what kind of photo shoots were you looking at later in the day? So I did. <laughs> no, you're fine. So I did a couple private photo shoots as well. So I shot with um, my friend who cosplays as Widowmaker. I shot with my friend who cosplays as 76. There's an Overwatch trend that's totally not on purpose at all. Um, I also did a shoot with my friend in her um, Subasa outfit after the masquerade. And then I actually spent a good chunk of time photographing the masquerade. <laughs> now, let me let me say something real quick. Now, to go back to the um, the scheduling of the photo shoots, some conventions, what they do, they set up a stage and they put like an easel board out. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase snowboarding. And markers. And at times, you can go in and pick your slots. That's what we did at Denver Comic Con for the MLP shoot. Um, when I went to NDK, everything was set up online in advance and coordinated through the convention. 
And I think that's what cons need to do. They really need to coordinate these photo shoots. But you need staffers to to corral and break the things up. Because I've been in some shoots where we're waiting, the other group is still going, and we end up just bum-rushing shit. Case in point, Capsicon several years ago, when the Bleach shoot ran long, and mind you, us Final Fantasy cops, we're waiting, so I said, fuck it, and just started walking right in, and someone got mad at me, and another friend of mine was like, well, y'all shouldn't have been standing around so long. And that turned into a bitch fight on Cosmo.com. Oh, the memories. Oh, man. Oh, the memories. Yeah. Oh, Cosmo.com. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's what seemed to happen. I mean, it it didn't turn out to bitch fights unless people started drama online afterwards, but Mm -hmm. it seemed like they just don't have enough staff in each department. Hey, if you want to be a staff or volunteer, definitely. Hey, they can definitely always use more volunteers. I am always a pro volunteer Mm -hmm. person because I work for Oticon. So definitely go do that if you're interested. Um, However, (laughs) if you don't have enough staff to run a department, like let people know. Um, Because the more times you let people that know how to run photo shoots, like know that you will not have enough admin staff to do it, they will take the gumption and they will go, okay, you know, we've had our hour. We need to go on now. It's, you know, it's 1.59 p.m. We need to go for the 2 o'clock shoot um, so that they can have their time in the gazebo. Um, unfortunately, if you let cosplayers go, and this is why I ended up taking over the Bioshock photo shoot, was I had to start doing countdowns because the people in the Alpha... Um, uh, Project Alpha and the and my friend in the big sister outfit, they had giant like <laughs> like scuba diving helmets on. They can't hear. They can't. They can't understand that there are people still taking photos. And they everybody want to look good. They want to look good in the photos. And you want to take a nice photo. And you want to let the people actually have a chance to breathe if they need to. Like to breathe to take a second. There was a beautiful ballerina splicer that she was actually doing toe points and. If you didn't like give her a break, toes? yeah. And if you didn't give her a break, I'm sure she would have broken a toe. And so I would count down. I just started to go, you know, 10, 9, 8. But if I hadn't started doing that, there would have been people just taking photos for hours. Um, it was really awesome because we got a bunch of big daddies and little sisters and all that stuff. If you know the Bioshock franchise, it's super awesome. I love this steampunky, like, ethereal, dark vibes of those kind of games, and I really enjoy that franchise. Um, So it was a lot of fun to run the photo shoot, but I actually wasn't in cosplay for it at all. I wasn't in, like, an OTT, OG, like, J-fashion outfit, and it was totally out of place. But it was really funny, (laughs) because... I apparently became the organizer of that photo shoot. Like, the little sisters who wanted specific photo shoots, like, specific pairings and ships and stuff like that, they would come up and they'd be like, hey, is it okay? And I'm like, I really? I'm not even running this photo shoot. I'm just making sure you guys don't die. See, that... Because I care. See, <laughs> that was me at NDK when I set up the, the Love Life photo shoot. Now, I'm thinking somebody else is going to step up and take it over. I'm just like, wait... Where the fuck? Fuck. So I'm corralling, and my sister Sunseen Lee, she knows... See, I know the characters, but she knows the outfits, so we're calling it back and forth. But there is one thing about NDK. You don't get an hour block. You get a 30-minute block. And I discovered right then and there, you cannot do a Love Life photo shoot in 30 minutes. It's not possible. 
I mean, if they only had two or three different outfits, that's fine. But in Love Live, there's like 10 to 12 outfits per character. No. No. Oh, Love Live. <laughs> Are you I'm idle trash like the rest of us, soon. Amanda? It was really funny because I will tell you on Sunday, I actually got pulled into something for Love Live. But anyway, how did your Friday night go, Wild Spice? Did you, you said you got a lot of private photo shoots. Was there any weird stories? Not really. So um, I guess probably the weird story would be from the masquerade because I haven't been to a masquerade mm-hmm. in forever. forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> so it was it was a fun experience to actually sit and watch the masquerade. By the way, there were 50 entries in the masquerade this year. I was like, oh, my goodness. That sounds kind of normal, though. See, I, I, I've been out of the con scene for a while, yeah. so I'm used to like 30 being the max. Now 50, I'm like... Oh my god, that's a lot. Were the were the uh, skits any good? There were some good skits. The skit that I think pretty much blew all of them away was a Spirited Away skit that was done. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, I'm pretty sure all of us were in tears. It was so good. Wow. Like, I didn't How realize did I was go? crying until the end. I'm like, oh my gosh, my eyes are leaking. Damn it, who cut, who's, cutting on, who's chopping onions in here? <laughs> yeah, that was totally what was happening because I looked over at my two friends and they were crying too, and I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one that's crying. <laughs> um, I also wasn't used to the fact that in the masquerade that it wasn't just Japanese influenced um participants. There were Disney characters. Anastasia was in there. Phantom of the Opera was in there. I I was just intrigued because I was used to going to anime conventions and it usually just being Japanese influenced. See, like being limited. Yeah, but, yeah. But here's the thing: there, there are some masquerades that are still like that. Like, I know Anime Next. When you, when it comes to the whole craftsmanship, it doesn't matter. I think you it has to be of anime or anime gaming influence. That's it. Masquerade. I think it's it's anything goes or something like that. I know at AAC they put all the anime and video game and manga skits first. Do they have like the the mixed media event, which is like American video games, cartoons, and that type of stuff. Harry Potter and all. Yeah, that's what they do for that. I I, I feel, you know, if it's an anime convention, the skits, at least 95% of the skits should be of anime-based influence. At mm-hmm. least. If it's a mixed convention like, like Zenkai Con or something like that, yeah, it, yeah, it should be Fair game, because that's an anime sci-fi fantasy. Right. Com- Comic Con, it's the skit. Ninety-five percent of the skits should be from like DC, Marvel, IDW, stuff like that. Comic and, book stuff. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I say ninety-five because if you do it a hundred percent, you're gonna piss somebody to fuck off. So. There was also a proposal during the masquerade. Lord. Because of course there always is. It's, it's, wait, always. Wait. But this time the girl proposed to the guy. Whoa, Sadie Hawkins. Two. Sadie Hawkins. Okay, in that case, in that case, you do two drinks. Glug, glug, glug. I mean, I guess he said yes. Yes, he said yes. Wh- who he they... said yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, wh- who were they cosplaying? The one, um, the guy was cosplaying Beetlejuice, and I'm not sure what the That's girl was amazing. cosplaying. She yeah, was... I'm not sure what the girl was cosplaying. She looked like 
a female version of Beetlejuice, but I'm pretty Ooh. sure it was a character, and I don't know what character it is. What was? It would have made sense if she was Lydia. She was not Lydia. I know Ugh. that for sure. Oh, I think there's but. a character in the cartoon that's in love with Beetlejuice, and he can't stand her or something like that. I think. I don't remember. But anywho, we covered Friday. We covered Saturday. Let's talk Sunday. Whoever wants to go. Well, Wild Spicy Go, I know I've been taking up a little bit of airtime. That's okay. All right. So, Sunday. Sunday was an adventure because I almost could not get home. <laughs> that was fun. Womp, womp. So, um, I went to... So, I, I wandered around the con, said goodbye to a bunch of people. I gave pizza away to some people at closing ceremonies because I ordered a pizza and I couldn't eat it all by myself. And there were these two girls sitting behind me and they were saying how they were starving. And I'm like, here, you want some of my pizza? And they looked at me and were like, are are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. So I gave them some pizza. There were two other girls down the way and they were like, oh, that smells really good. So I also gave them pizza and I had all four of them hugging me at once. The pizza pizza. fairy! Um, Two of them was the fairy. Two of them, it was their first anime convention, so they were oh. saying how they were so happy and, like, they had such a great time and everyone was so nice. I was like, this is taking me back to when it was my first con. But um, it finally came time to leave around 3 o'clock. We went to go get my friend's car out of the garage because I had to catch my train at, like, 4.25, so we figured that would be enough time. By the time we got to her car, her car was up on the fifth level of the parking garage. Mm-hmm. The cars were not moving at all out of the parking garage. There was, like, gridlock traffic. Wait, wait, wait. Which parking garage were you in? Because we had the same problem. Um, it was the parking garage, I think, behind the residence inn. Oh, the Mariner! We were in the same parking garage! I wouldn't be surprised if we were in the same traffic. What time did you guys leave? Um, so what ended up... We were getting ready to leave around 3. So around 3-ish, we were trying to leave. But, um, what happened was... So what happened was, um, I was like, there's no way this is going to be moving, and time was mar- time was going on, and it was almost like 3.30, and I'm like, there is no way we're getting out of this garage right now, so I ended up walking down to where the um, roads intersect, where mm-hmm. like there's a- they're building apartments or houses, Yeah. and I sat there and I called an Uber to come get me, because the Uber wouldn't have had to try to go into the traffic to try to pick me up. So the, I had one Uber cancel on me, and then another one luckily did get me. I did get to get home, obviously, but my tr- I had to switch trains to the later train because I would have missed the train I was supposed to take home because I actually took Amtrak. Mm. And then I had Concrud the next day. Or yesterday I had Concrud, so yay. <laughs> Blah. The worst. Wow. The track terrible oh my gosh i've never seen traffic that bad oh you've never driven in new york city have you <laughs> i've not driven in new york city no if i go to new york city i take the subway or i take the train so yeah just visit ronma he's out in brooklyn you can then take the train from brooklyn the traffic's mm-hmm. not too bad from brooklyn you'll 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 drive around the block a couple times for parking but it's buried in where i used to live yeah but yeah for me on sunday Thankfully, after the Bioshock photo shoot, I ended up meeting up with my friend Tori, who's also going to be my roommate at Dragon Con, which was super awesome because I finally got to meet up with her husband and meet him. And my husband got to meet both of them. So that's always good whenever you meet roommates for a convention. 
Um, mm-hmm. So the next day, we plan to kind of meet for lunch. So needless to say, uh, I don't think we got in until noon because sleep was a thing. <laughs> so I don't think I ended up wearing my goth wear. I put on a corset and all that stuff and just did casual goth like I normally do like every day. And um, we got in about noon. Uh, it might have actually been closer to one. Because the Merchant's Hall was closing at 1.30 and the Artist Alley was closing at 3. And when we got in, I think we did one more round around the Dealer's Hall. But then we met up with my friend who, uh, my friends who were dressed in Avatar Lust Airbender cosplay. And um, went and got lunch with them after going through the Dealer's Hall and the Artist Alley one more time. Um, And then we spent, I think we just kind of had lunch that afternoon we didn't really do much and then we got pictures of them and then they went on their way and then we went back to our car um and a lot of that is because sundays are just kind of sad um but also a lot of people don't wear their biggest costumes on sunday because everybody's trying to get packed everybody's Mm -hmm. trying to shove stuff in their car the dealers are closing the artist alley's closing closing ceremonies was kind of cool I've never been to a closing ceremonies that, one, doesn't announce the dates for the next year, but two, has, like, almost all of their guests come through and say, hello, goodbye. It was kind of cool because we didn't end up going to any of the, you know, the autograph signings or anything like that, but they had Jeremy Lee, they had Alan Ryder, who's actually one of my good friends. It's Jeremy Lay. Jeremy Lay, I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, I will mispronounce things. Yeah, well, in the interview, um, but, I asked her, and she was like, it's Lay, so you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they had both the Ayers brothers and everything. So they, they actually had a, a bunch of the guests come by and stop by and say hi and how they, much they enjoyed the convention and interacting with people, which was really cool. And you know, Wild Spice, you said you were at closing ceremonies too, right? I was, and I, all, I loved that the voice actor for... Um, Oh my goodness, what's his name? I'm blanking. Oh my god, uh, I'm blanking. Uh, 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 Overwatch? Yes, yeah. Oh my god, but I'm blanking what character he voices. Anyway. Yeah, it's okay, Reinhardt. Yeah, Reinhardt. Who's the voice actor? I forget, but it's, it's Reinhardt. He's also done other thank stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, he, was, he, was, he said thank you, and then he actually jumped into the audience and ran great. up and down the aisles high-fiving everybody. It was awesome. Yeah. Nice. He was like, I want to thank everybody, and I'm going to do it. And then he handed off his microphone, and he ran into the crowd and just started high-fiving everyone. Darren and then DePaul. he ran out of the closing ceremonies hall. And he was like, did, they were like, did he just did he just run into the hallway to high-five everyone out there? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, his name is Darren DePaul. And yes, Darren DePaul. And I'll say this. I, I, a lot of things I've heard about him, he was signing everybody's autographs taking pictures with everybody i have friends who got video with him and they were like losing their shit i'm like damn i'm surprised they started throwing their panties at him you know <laughs> it, it was dollar bills. exactly maybe at an 18 plus panel they would have i mean they were his handler was like you know we gotta go we gotta go and he's like no 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 we're gonna stop we're gonna take care of this and then we go it, it, he's like that from what I, like those uh, from what I guess, that's, from what that's I great. saw, yeah, from what I saw from um, from the, from what people were saying, yeah, and but oddly yeah. enough, he's Yuri and Wee Bear Bears. <laughs> hmm. So, anywho, 
But yeah, that was basically my Sunday. We wrapped mm-hmm. up after having lunch and then sitting in traffic for like 45 minutes mm-hmm. so that we could get off the island that is the National Harbor, Oxen City, Maryland, or Oxen Wait, that's an, Hill. Oxen Hill. That's an island? Oxen Hill. Yeah. Wait, yeah, that, wait, wait, wait. Be across or the peninsula. Country. It's a peninsula, but oh. it is an island. It's not, I did not know it was I just thought it was just there to make it easier to get to that part of the state. I did not know. Learn something new every day. Okay, so overview. Give us a quick pro, a quick con, and whoever wants to go first. Go each go. No! (laughs) Jinx, you owe me a Coke the next time you see me. Okay. You get to go first. Oh, darn. Um... A pro was I got to see a lot of people that I have not seen in years because I've been out of the con scene for quite a bit. So that was really great. I was so happy to see everyone. Con would be the size difference because I was not expecting it to be that large. So there were times where I did feel a little anxious because mm-hmm. there were that many people. I don't know if I would do KatsuCon again. I would like to experience MAGFest because mm. I hear so many things about MAGFest. Same so thing, but a lot fun. smaller. Yeah, I may become a MAGFest convert. We'll see. Uh, th- one thing to note, though, they'll trade Worship for the Gazebo with repeating Colossus's uh, you know, roar from uh, the <laughs> X-Men arcade game. Oh, my That's gosh. Honestly, I don't... Honestly, I don't really know which one's worse. That's what we thought the fire alarm was last year. We thought it was a Colossus yell for a while until they oh started God. to tell us to go down the staircase. So, wow. Oh. <laughs> Pros and cons in my head. <laughs> Pros and cons for Katsukon for me. Um, I would say it was a really great convention. I actually accomplished a lot of my goals. I know that you'll see a pretty dynamic um, setup between different cosplayers, like what their goal was versus what they accomplished. I don't expect to see anyone at conventions, so if you did see me, say hello. Um, I actually interacted with a bunch of people, was told that I was super helpful to a lot of people, did a panel at Katsukon, which was something I've wanted to do for a while, got a lot of pictures, which I wasn't expecting to do, but it was something I need to do better because I keep getting chided for not documenting my costumes more. Um, Which and means I have to make a trip down into a... your house. <laughs> what? That means I have to take a trip down to your house and take pictures. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Um, I need to be better about my documentation process. But overall, it was a positive experience for me. I would always do it again. Katsukon, it's got my real name in it. So obviously, it's my con, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was super fun. Would do it again. Probably want to check out MAGFest. But we'll see how it falls next year. This year it ended up falling right after Otakon Vegas, and I was visiting my chicken minions. <laughs> so I wasn't able to go to MAGFest, but maybe next year. The funny thing is, I might not even do MAGFest next year. I'm actually thinking about doing CES. Ooh. And I have friends in Vegas who I could probably crash with, or knowing me, I'd probably book a room, tell them, yo, just come through. Just bring booze. We'll just chill out and have a good time. You know, that's probably what I would do, you know. So, anywho, um, now that we got that out the way, I am going to go ahead and open up the Skype line. So, if you have any questions about tonight's show, uh, give us a call on Skype at Anime Jam Session. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time. And while we get that up and running, um... 
It's time for strange news from Japan. Okay, since Amanda does not have access to the notebook, which I'll have to fix later, I will share it in our Skype chat. And Ichigo gets the last article. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Pico Pico Toro! Don't, don't make me regret it. Okay. <laughs> Please, do not make me regret this. Right. Mind if I take the first one then? Go right ahead. I just gotta wait for it to finish loading because mm-hmm. Waterfox is still being a bitch to me. I think it might be time for you to do a fr- backup of your files and do a, fr- a clean install, or at least hmm. increase the RAM. I have to do a check or something like that, you know. Friggin' Chrome works just fine though. Well, that's I just because don't like seeing all the ads. No, Waterfox is just a memory hogger. That's what it is. Right. <clears throat> Uh, Japan's new luxury overnight bus is the conveniently classy way to get from Tokyo to Osaka. Japan's Shinkansen high-speed rail network has become world-famous for the speed and efficiency with which it carries travelers across the country. But there's another option for long-distance travel in Japan. Overnight buses, which are slower than the bullet train, yet paradoxically can give you more time to spend seeing the sights of Japan. Let's say, for example, you're spending the the day and evening in Tokyo, hanging out in the Ikebukuro neighborhood. Next day, you're planning to check out some of the cool stuff in Osaka, halfway across the country. If you're taking a Shinkansen, you got two options. Option one, get on the train about 8.45, make your way to a station where the Shinkansen comes through, board the bull train, arrive in Osaka at midnight, pay for a hotel, get up the next morning and head out into the city. Or you can pay for another night's hotel in Tokyo, get up at the crack of dawn, and get on the train about 4.30 and arrive in Osaka at 8.25. Mm. Or you could leisurely enjoy Tokyo until 10.50, hop on a Dream Sleeper overnight bus, drift off to sleep, and awaken in the heart of Osaka at 6.40 a.m., almost two hours earlier than the first Shinkansen on, of the day you would have gotten there. Usually overnight buses are the cheapest way to travel long distance in Japan. However, right on a Dream Sleeper, which begins service in Jan- just began service this January, from Ikebukuro to Osaka currently costs 18,000 yen, which is about 155 bucks. <coughs> A discount from an unusual rate of 20,000 yen. Compared to the approximately 13,600 yen, such a route will cost using the Shinkansen. Still, when considered taking the overnight bus saves you a night of hotel fees, it starts to look like a pretty attractive deal. Mm-hmm. Let's see. It's got things like, you know, you have to ask to remove their shoes, like you're enter a home, you're going to keep the carpeting plush and soft and clean. <clears throat> and while overnight... Now, while overnight bus- buses usually have passengers sleeping in the same open area as on airplane, the Dream Sleeper provi- provides each traveler with, with a private room. And a nice lounging zero gravity seat developed with NASA technology, so look at that. <laughs> they got blanket headphones for passengers and uh, USB ports and electrical outlets, free Wi-Fi. Uh, let's see what else. It makes one rest stop at the Ashigara service area in Shizuoka Prefecture. Okay. You feel the call of nature any other time, just make your way to the back of the, ve- ve- back of the vehicle where you'll find a powder room and a bathroom. And a bidet-style toilet. But, shit, this is fancy as fuck. I mean, I would ride something like that. Seriously, I, I would. Yeah, me too. And the money for it. It's sort of like, you know, when you ride the, the Megabus, you know, and you sit upstairs and you kind of relax a little. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like fun. 
That bus bidet, though. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that now. I mean, come on. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Anywho. Who's next? I think the next one is on me because wait, something is going on here. Um, all right, all right, before we continue, uh, Raging says he's not calling in, but the first episode of Yu Yu Hakusho Ghost Files is available for free on iTunes. Thank you, Apple. Thank you, iTunes. Thank you, Funimation. So, I have to say, this week's articles from Mako-chan, they, they're like a bit of a miss, but... I'm not really complaining. But this one, this article is slightly different from what we talk about strange news in Japan. I think it's more like very cool, interesting news from Japan. Japan's largest housing website, Sumo, S-U-U-M-O, is offering support for LGBT people defining tolerant landlords. Nice. Yeah. So what's going to happen is starting next month, they're going to expand... Their search for pe- aimed at people in the LGB community for cohabitating same-sex couples all over Japan. And, but what the site is going to do, they're going to create a registry for landowners to specify that they are tolerant of the lifestyles and allow the tenants to live openly. That way there's no, there's no take-backsies. See, the thing is, in Japan, people who live certain lifestyles must deal with rejection from discriminating renters or feel like they have to keep certain aspects of their life a secret for fear of eviction or alienation, which is kind of fucked up, but I get it. A spokesperson for the parent company, Recruit Sumai Company, said that this move was helped to intend to give LGBT, LGBT people peace of mind when it comes for a place to live, which I think is really cool. The thing is, this is not new to Japan, but having like a large company, real estate company like this, stepping in to help out really makes you open your eyes. So I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had a place, I had no problem renting to LGBT people. I'm like, fuck it, just don't drink my beer, but I don't care, you know, shit. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's really cool. All right, Amanda. All right, here we go. So this one's actually a little bit interesting. It says, matchmaking party in Tokyo is a literal blind date. Everyone must wear blindfolds. I thought it was actually blind people. Wow. That's what I thought at first, too. And I was like, oh, blindfolds. (laughs) (laughs) Having, Having trouble looking for the perfect romantic partner? Maybe that's your problem. The looking part, I mean. On March 26th at Ludes of Vintage Mejiro in Tokyo, a unique matchmaking party will be held called Kuriyami Kon. In the event, 80 single men and women will be blindfolded and spend the subsequent two hours getting more acquainted with each other. It's hoped that with the element of appearance removed, romantic hopefuls can get more easily to the heart of one another. Of course, without vision, a lot of standard icebreakers such as, that's a nice sweater, or out the window. Mm-hmm. So the organizers of this event have made it into a game where attendees must work together to solve a mystery incorporating smells, sounds, and tactical sensations. That's pretty Deep. cool. Let's see. Um, details on the challenge are kept under wraps, but the event is sponsored in part by the upcoming film Ankoku Joshi, which is Dark Girls, which follows the members of a book club. So we can expect a similar atmosphere and literary theme there. 
If this seems like your kind of shit dig, hang on, there's a few things to consider. First, this event is only for those interested in a relationship, so anyone simply into blindfold games, you know who you are, should look elsewhere. <laughs> this is not the site for you. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm out now. Secondly, the price is a little hefty at 4,600 yen, which is about $40 US for women, and 7,600 yen, $67 for men. Part of the fee goes toward the swanky venue, which you won't actually be able to see because you're blindfolded. Finally, male contestants must be between the ages of 23 and 28, where women must be between 20 and 35. Well, yeah, that then. sounds very interesting. <laughs> Need would any of you guys try that? I probably would. I got nothing to lose. Yeah, me too. So I just noticed in the chat that Rage and Eater asked, blindfolds? Are handcuffs and whipped cream involved as well? Unfortunately, there is no whipped cream. <laughs> Again, like I said, this is not the party for you. <laughs> There are specific websites that cater to that, and that's what if you want to go to, I will tell you that off the air. And personally, I'm taken, so none of those kind of games for me. No, thank you. I'm going to plead the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm currently taken, but I mean, I would, I would give that a try. It sounds interesting. I mean, it's different than your traditional blind dating, so... I ain't got nothing to lose at this point. <laughs> it sounds like it could be fun. And it's a way to get to know people uh, skin deep, like deeper than skin deep, you know? Mm. All right, Speaking. now. All right. All right, Ichigo. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of deeper than skin deep, if you love apples and pineapple pens as much as I do, which is part of my soul. Pico Taro is probably one of your favorite people. No, not really. <laughs> he hammed it up on the red carpet as he had the time of his life at the Grammy Awards. He was surprised by his popularity in the U.S. with kids, artists, and famous celebrities all wanting a photo with him. Comedian Kosaka Daimao who is the creator of Pico Taro, took the world by storm last year when his hilarious stage persona became famous for his viral video hit Pen Pineapple Apple Pen. And since then, he's been no stranger to the showbiz world, rubbing shoulders with international celebrities like Justin Bieber and Sting, and even Elmo and Cookie Monster from Sesame Street. But when it was announced that the Japanese singer would be traveling to Los Angeles for the 59th Grammy Awards, even he was surprised to find out he'd been invited to such an illustrious event. Kosaka Daimao posted a picture of himself sans wig and leopard print, which you know is pretty key to his character Picotaro, on a plane saying, This is not a joke. I am really writing this. I can't believe it, but... I'm headed to L.A. for the Grammys. Once he arrived at the venue, the comedian was touched by all the attention he received, saying, Around the Grammys venue, kids, grannies, and grandpas all know Pico-chan. He signed off the tweet with tears of happiness, shocked face emojis, and love hearts to express his emotional response to the unexpected welcome. 
Daimal also shared his short video showing the love of Picotaro he received from kids, commenting on how cute they all were, especially the girl who couldn't stop clinging to him. Later on, he received an equally world warm response from celebrities and artists on the red carpet. At the Grammys, Picotaro walked down the red carpet dashingly. What it was an amazing... Uh, was the huge amount of number of artists and guests who came to take photos of him. It would have been around 150 pizza, uh, people, pizza, apparently, I don't know. Um, Bruno's Prince was unreal. Bruno Mars wasn't the only artist who took Picotaro's breath away during the proceedings. The singer also shared photos of Jennifer Lopez, Daft Punk, and The Weeknd, Metallica, and Lady Gaga on his Twitter account. After the ceremony, Picotaro gushed over Adele several times during an interview with Japanese broadcaster Wowow. Now that he's had a taste of L.A. celebrity life, we have a feeling it won't be long before Picotaro visits the City of Angels again. Maybe next time he'll be able to venture out further to explore the rest of the United States. And hopefully, by then, he'll have a new hit to promote, too. Was it Orange Juice or something like that? I don't know. He does have a new song that is Orange Juice inspired. Lord. <sighs> I, I, I don't get what you see in this character, Ichigo. I, I, I don't. Maybe it's just... Man, me. it is the guy's dedication to character. Maybe I am getting too old for this shit. I don't know. Anywho, I think it's time we wrap things up. So we're going to go ahead and play our final track of the night. And then we're going to wrap up and get out of here. So, yeah, we'll be back.
are. Here we are back again, wrapping things up with another episode. And again, I'm not surprised that things ran late, but that generally is the case around here. Um, before I go ahead and wrap things up, I want to thank one of our, our one of our newest staffers, uh, Wild Spice, for joining us for tonight's show. Um, expect a few more of these. Expect some booze while you're at it. So enjoy. I hope you had fun with us. I did. Thank you guys for having me. It was great. Well, it was super fun having you join us. Well, you may Yay. have you may have to come back in two weeks for episode three hundred. I'm trying to get everybody together. Where we just, I think we'll just, I don't know what we're going to do, but you know, we'll, we'll we'll figure something out. So yes, please. <laughs> oh yeah. But anywho, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. Then in turn, tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if we're telling you what we like and don't like, we're being straight up. So if you have any questions about the show, you want to tell us what you think, whatever, uh, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post all of our convention videos, cosplay videos, links to conventions, our videos, photos, reviews, and all that cool stuff. So definitely swing by and check those out. And also we do post our podcast so you can always catch it every Friday or Saturday. But if you're not able to go to our website to get our podcast, there are other places you can get them. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and the VOG Network forums. Definitely check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash AnimeJamSessionTV, where we post all of our convention videos. So definitely swing by and check some of them out. I think our first ever Wii U sold video is actually catching a lot more traction. Cool. And from there, there is our Twitter page, our Twitter feed, twitter.com slash anime jam session. Follow us here so you know when we're going live, uh, conventions we're going to, some cool articles you might want to know about, and other things in regards to the staff, the website, and much, much more. Facebook.com slash anime jam session. Follow us there for links to our cosplay photos, links to our videos that are on YouTube, articles we can go back to our main page and read them and a lot more. And to the 3,000 plus fans on there who have liked our page, the articles, videos and everything, thank you so much we really appreciate that. As long as you continue to like the page and like what we put up there we will bring you more content. Again, we're here on the VOG Network twice a week, we're live, not thir- Tuesdays at 9.30pm Eastern with an encore presentation, 2pm Eastern but there are other shows right on Vogue Network because we're not the only geek-centric uh, podcast. There's Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, and Game Boy. So now we're going to go around the room and do last words. Okay. Last words, Ari. Oh, God, I don't want to get up at 5 o'clock tomorrow. I feel you. Last words, Ichigo. Well, I had a ton of fun at Katsukon this past weekend, and I am looking to the next few conventions being really small ones up in Maryland, some college-based ones. 
Otherwise, I'm going to get back to work on my fashion stuff, and I hope to talk to you guys again soon or see you soon at other conventions. Have a good night. Last words, Amanda. So thanks for having me on here. It's a blast. I'd love to be back again. I'm excited for upcoming conventions as well, so hopefully NJIT MiniCon is now a possibility. Other than that, definitely ZenkaiCon. I just so looking I, forward I, to that. I heard about that through a friend, so I'm I'm thinking about checking that out. And my last words is I don't want to pull the rest of this carpet up and move all this shit around, but somebody has to. That's <laughs> it. End of list. We're getting out of here. It's that type of night, so I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I need to go. And I'm Wild Spice. Alright, let's do this civilizedly if we can. Say goodnight, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. Well, it's not as annoying as Makochan, so I'll gladly take it. Good night, y'all. Good night. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!